Yo, it's Brandon, one of the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys, here to say we got a new Podzuki with Georgia Gove, super funny Chicago comedian. Uh, she also runs a great podcast called Musically Illiterate, which I highly recommend you check out if you like music. And another announcement, I will be on a live episode that we're streaming on May 29th on Facebook of Desk and Day Jobs. It's a live play D&D podcast that's set in an office. We're doing a one-shot, so if you've ever wanted to check out D&D, see how those live stream and live play shows work, check it out. It's uh, Just follow us on Facebook at Desk and Day Jobs, like it's spelled. That's going to be tomorrow, May 29th at 7pm, so you know if you're at home and looking for stuff to do, it's a good time. As always, uh, like and review or whatever online with us. Uh, leave us a review at iTunes. It helps us a ton. Follow us on Spotify. And if you ever have any questions, want to recommend a movie, or just tell us we're very handsome guys who are very well hung, uh, email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback and emails and fan fiction of Charles Barkley kissing Godzilla. As always, stay sexy. Until Ghidra, what is Ghidra's? Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Have a ball. Yay, we did it. We did it. Hey, guys, welcome to Hooray. the Pazuki. This might be, this, this might work. We'll see. We we tried Zencaster <laughs> earlier and it turned uh, me into a slow talking dad and Luke into an angry robot. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna try to do the same intro again. Welcome to Podzuki, uh, a podcast about kaiju and Godzilla films. So this week we watched one of the most famous kaiju films, which is Wishbone the series from 1994 and 95. <laughs> um, also, I sang earlier. We're the only podcast left now after the quarantine because everyone's too sad to do podcast. So welcome everybody that listens to What the Fuck. Welcome everybody that listens to You Made It Weird, because that's still a popular uh, podcast people listen to talk about. <laughs> um, thanks to everybody from the Drew Rogan Experience. And um, word to your mother, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of your hosts, uh, Martin Felschman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. And who's this? That's right, we got a special guest. If this episode comes out and we do this all correctly, it's... One of my favorite comedians in the city of Chicago. Uh, she's great. She does a lot of other cool things. Uh, she also has a great podcast called Musically Illiterate, uh, where people talk about albums, and it's very well done, in-depth, good discussions. It's Georgia Gove. Hello! Uh, but as Brandon said, my uh, my podcast is done now, because this is the only podcast left. It was a, it was Podcast Apocalypse yeah, 2020. You, you talk sad. about every album? Rules, but- yeah. We talk we talk about uh your favorite album. We talk about people's favorite albums. So, if you have a favorite album you want to talk about, we can't do it on the podcast anymore cuz it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but let's say theoretically it was actually still going. It is really great and you should listen to it when it comes out. Uh is it every 2 weeks, I want to say? It's a uh, every Tuesday. Every Oh, that's good. Podcasting you, during quarantine, you got more time to do it. Or if you're like me with Podzuki, you do it less for some reason. Um, <laughs> but hey, we'll be back to two weeks after this one, which is good. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I should just get, we should get to the ground running. Uh, we had a really fun idea last time that Martin brought up after we watched God's Not Dead, which really bummed us out. Um, it's a very somber episode, but it, it, it's still good that we're back in the game. Um, but he had a great idea that we should do something fun and unexpected, so we decided to watch Wishbone the series, which is famous for having the talking dog that dresses up in funny outfits. 
who ironically often says that God is dead. So it's, it's the perfect medicine for our last episode. He's like, God I is tre- dead, kids. Wolf. Did we Truly, really that is what he says constantly. Did we really talk about this at the end of the last episode? I don't remember that at all, but I did, oh, no, I no, did no. think I was going to die last time yeah. we recorded. No, it was in the group chat. I think even last... No, it's, it was this week that I think Martin brought it up, so... I, yeah, it was like a couple I'm of just, days ago. I mean, time's a joke. I, not, it doesn't matter, so. but... Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just saying that so I don't have to have a good memory about these things and just seem like that. Um, I feel like we should get into some uh, some history and some kind of groundwork. So Wishbone, the series, was on PBS from 1994-95. It was like 50 episodes, famously starring uh, Soccer the Dog. Um, oh my are god. You, are you sure those years are right? Because I read 95 to 98. Maybe. I don't know. I wrote down some notes here and there, but I could also just I, look at my I did watch an earlier episode and then a later episode, and those kids did grow a lot. So if it was only one big. year, that would be crazy. I, I, I wanted to watch one of the later episodes because I, I remember... it's got to be to 98. Because I remember when I watched it as a kid, and like those last couple episodes when they really aged, and like they were like getting into high school and stuff, and those were weird. <laughs> oh yeah, those kids are fucking and they shouldn't be doing all the baby stuff that they're doing yeah. now. I thought it was really weird the one episode I watched where like Wishbone's like, We gotta solve the mystery and the kid was like, No, I gotta get in some holes. And I'm what? Like, <laughs> what what's the name of the Hermani of the group? The egghead girl? Sam, oh, Sam? I think. Yeah, Bam? Sam. Okay. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, well, okay, we all kind of just went into our own devices and watched whatever episodes. Let's go through the episodes we all watched. I'll start. Wait, real quick. Is Soccer still alive or is Soccer dead? He Soccer's died in 2001. Dead, but here's the good <laughs> news about Soccer the dog. He had a very long, uh, fun life. He really did, like 88 to cool. 2001. Yeah, so he lived to be 13, which is great for a dog. No. He was a good boy. I hope his I hope his uh his gravestone says he was a good boy because it's true. His voice it's, actor it's is unfortunately him. still alive. <laughs> yeah, um, it says right here too. Uh, just to read this, uh, he lived with his trainer Jackie Martin Captain on Plano, Texas Ranch, where the Wishbone series was filmed, and then he was buried in 2001 after his death in the exact location. Uh, no, so wait, nice. when in 2001? Uh, oh, it says right here September 11th. Um, oh, yeah. he's a first responder. Just when I thought our country couldn't take any more. Pain. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm reading more of the article. It says he was actually the third target of the Taliban, and they flew a plane into him. It's, <laughs> this is wild, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was three tragedies that day. Um, never yeah, that's that. that's the one that I will never forget. <laughs> that's what I'm not forgetting now. Yeah, real tragedy. <laughs> Real tragedy. I'm glad I can talk still during quarantine. Um, so yeah, that's Soccer the Dog. He. So this is a fun thing too. I was going through and reading the notes. He was voiced by Larry Brantley, who's a voice actor that's done a bunch of animes and other things. He's also employed by Medieval Times right now, according to his Wikipedia, so that's good to know. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh no, but he doesn't have a job right now. No one's going to Medieval Times. Like yeah. a middle to- Medieval Times or all of them? I assume it's a Medieval Times and not all of them. <laughs> but maybe he's like, whenever they he's need him, g- they send him in to do the job. He's the guy who loses at jousting? Yeah, he he's got to be like the voice of like an omnipotent wizard or something. 
Yeah. It's it's um, got to be something like some voiceover bullshit. But he he was very yeah. he was very Gexian the way he played uh, Wishbone. Did anybody else notice for, that? What a, yeah, for our what listeners, a, mm-hmm. well, Luke's saying what that he's Gexian, which I assume means he's like a, Gex the Gecko. Like Dana Gold, yep. yeah, yep. from the Gex trilogy. When Quarantine first started, <laughs> I bought the entire Gex trilogy off of eBay, and I played like only two levels from each game because they're not very good. <laughs> but I remember that, them a lot from when I was a kid. And, like, this Dana Gould delivering a lot of, like, not very good one-liners. Some of them are better than others. But it's basically, yeah, Wishbone does the exact same thing. I don't know if it's a 90s thing or if they were intentionally ripping off Gex. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I think it's a little bit before. No, it might be. I got to see when Gex well, The came first out, Gex sure. came out in, like, 93, 94. It was, a, it was sure. a 3DO game first before yeah. they ported it onto PlayStation. Then they made, like, two, three years later, they made Gex Enter the Gecko. And then Deep Cover Gecko, I think, was the third one. I, I have I have them right over here. One second. That's a gecko I want to Wish, um. Wishbone, doesn't, Wishbone doesn't make enough, I think, pop culture references. Like, all of his references are just classic literature. Unless that's the gag, which I could definitely... Oh, that's a good picture, Luke. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Luke just held up all his Gex titles, and it looked like he was just having fun on a Christmas morning. Yeah. Here you got Gex. It's it's a reissue. It's not the long box original. Yeah. And you got uh, <laughs> Gex 2, Into the Gecko. Is the that's one I played the most as a kid. Yeah, yeah, this is the most popular one. Then you got 3, which isn't as good as the others because it's still published by Crystal Dynamics, but it was made by Eidos. And they didn't do as good a job. I always thought it was pronounced no. Edios as a kid, but I don't know how to pronounce most things. I, I assume the, the I comes before the D, so it's probably Eidos. That would make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good lesson on uh, Gex, which I think uh, Tommy Morgan will be happy to hear, because he has an ongoing <laughs> bit that he took my copy of Gex uh, 3D on the 64 and will never give it back. Um, really? I thought that was Jamie who had the... Jamie it's Carbone. Whole thing. He got he got Jamie involved as well as Justin Luke, both of the guests. <laughs> it's a very long ongoing bit, and I'll never be free from it. Um, but uh, uh, going all the way back to uh, the voice of Wishbone and Larry Brantley, the reason he clicked and I realized his voice sounded familiar, or I heard in something recently, he's a, he does a voice in My Hero Academia's Spinner, who's the one lizard villain. And I was like, oh, that is that is definitely Wishbone. When I went back and I listened to it again, it made it oh. made complete sense to me. Honestly, when I was watching, I was like, "This voice actor is doing the most, and I love it." Yeah, <laughs> that was th- those are my thoughts on the voice acting. Also, let's let's talk for a moment about like every time he had to like spit out a ball or like had to spit something out. There was like he was he would make like a blah blah sound, and I was just like, "This is warming my heart that they're doing this work right now." <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's there for was... Wishbone. Go ahead. I was about to say, there were so many cheesy things that I'm glad that they followed through of, like, the pure mid-90s, like, sitcom or show structure of just, like, somebody saying Wishbone, and he's like, that's my name! And just, like, <laughs> it's really, it is charming, and it is very much, like, comfort food, or just to watch, I feel like. I, yeah, it was pure joy. I was kind of, there, one of the episodes I watched, he had a muzzle on, and he was talking kind of muffled, but it's like, it's kind of like a Garfield thing, like, he's not talking with his mouth so why should his mouth be affected by things that are in his mouth 
Yeah, well, I don't think we should spoil our next episode where we're going to talk about Garfield and the uh, series, but it's probably what we're going to do now. Uh, yeah, the voice actor, I think, actually does a pretty good job, and it's fun, because I think, like, if you if you really look at the logistics of the show, like, a lot of the weight's on him, because he's having to retell, like, every story mm-hmm. in each episode, too. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, you know, having to voice the thoughts of this dog at all times. Yeah. I'd, I'd say Wishbone is, like, a... Just very high tier edutainment television. Like I'd say some of the highest tier, because it does a wonderful job of blending an easy enough to follow story that's like relatable to you know, something that could be happening in childhood, and also classic literature. And it's all told very straightforward. There's no real dancing around it. It's just there. It's very nice and it's direct. I will say one thing. I watched Wishbone every day after school when I was in elementary school. And I've not read a single one of the books they yeah. covered in the entire piece. <laughs> like, so... They, uh, they do a good job, too, and they, they're, I was reading the Wikipedia article about they don't do any type of expert... Or, is, how is it pronounced? Expertoration, I want to say? When they censor something or make it... Yeah, it's a little block something was another word for it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they did an episode on Faust in the strange case of Dr. Faust yeah. or whatever it's called. He yeah. sells a soul. To the I, devil. So we could we could talk about the episodes we saw, but I do like that they were dedicated to keeping the stories what they were originally. I did the the Legend of Sleepy Hollow episode. Me too. Had, I also did that one. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, because it's a classic. It's a classic episode, and also it, okay, we'll talk about it more. But it, it's my favorite. I, I, yeah, because like during that they they do the whole they don't allude if he died or not at the end for Ichabod Crane. If you guys don't know the story, sorry, spoilers alert. Uh, but I do like at one point in the episode during the story retelling, they're like, hey, you've had too many drinks. It's time for you to go home. I was like, damn, this book getting real for kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I did. He's like, uh, my daughter went to bed. It's midnight. Get out of here. Yeah, but um, what did you do, Luke? I did, uh, what was the first episode I did? Why can't I remember it now? Oh, yeah, I did uh, The Odyssey. It was uh, Homer, oh, Homer or something. And then oh, the mean, other, oh, the second episode I did was the Hound of the Baskervilles one, one of the Sherlock Holmes ones. Oh, that would have been good. He would have been such a he's he's a better Sher- little, yeah. he's a better yeah. Sherlock Holmes yeah. than Benedict yeah. Cabbage Patch. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not hard to do after how bad that show got. So it had a yeah. strong start, but boy, oh boy, after those that first season, that went to the shit. Um, yeah, uh, hard we... agree. Should we just do, like, we'll do, I guess we should do the Legend of Sleepy Hollow one first since we three watched it, and then we'll go through Luke's. Um, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. I did, uh, I did Legend of a Creepy, it's the Legend of Creepy Collar. Yeah, because they do which, a little play in the title. Which I love. I also did Hot, Hot Diggity Dog, because I like that title. And then Shake's <laughs> Paw, because. Oh, because he's a little doggy. Because oh, he's, because yeah. he. He's in the Tempest and he plays Ariel and honest, honestly, all the costumes are fire. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great. We, oh, we could we haven't done a Moth RuPaul's Drag Race in a while, but that's where we talk about we the haven't. the fashion of the show. But this is a, a bona fide Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. They must have had like a high production team or values for money. They, what am I saying? 
They must have had a lot of money they could have put into their costume department and all that for production, because all of the costumes for each of the episodes were, like, always really well done. Oh, yeah. Like, if they need something period-specific, like, it, they get the job done. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, I'll take your all's word for it on your episodes. I don't agree with that at all, but... It is a P- it is a PBS show. Did they have the drop off on yours? I mean, I wouldn't really call it a drop off. Maybe I'm just a cynical asshole. That's probably more what it is. But I was. Yeah. I, I my my argument is I think this looks maybe a step under like Xeno Warrior Princess, and that's yeah. that's fine. Mm. I'm saying it from the viewpoint of a PBS show of like the the amount of effort and work they put into it is more impressive than I would imagine because. I grew up watching PBS, and I knew the raw shit they had on that thing. So I mean, I did. Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot to say about the costumes in the Shakespeare episode, but we'll, we'll get we'll we'll get there when we get there. I, I did re- not too long ago watch through all of I Claudius, and their production values are probably a step above I Claudius, at least as, at least as far as sets go. Yeah, and I Claudius was was that a BBC show or PBS? It was BBC, but then they it aired in America on Masterpiece Theater on PBS. Uh, okay, yeah, it, yeah, because I feel like the any of those kind of ones usually had like a lower production, especially if you think of like the late eighties Doctor mm-hmm. Who or anything that would be going on. There. Well, an example like of how bad I Claudius is: there's like they used the same like two sets. Just change the furniture around, and in one of the sets, there's like a bookshelf painted onto the wall, rather than them just getting an actual <laughs> bookshelf. And is I don't know. I Claudius is still really good, especially if you want to see young Patrick Stewart, who, who it was after he lost his Patrick hair, Stewart. but he does have hair in it. It's a wig. Oh, I do want to see that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think. To get into it real quick, we don't need to do, like, exact summations, but it kicks off with... Wishbone is just out about the town. I guess he's just such a cool dog, they let him do whatever he wants. And yeah, then... he says it's a it's a perfect fall day for a walk, even if it's by myself or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I guess, you know what? The early 90s were a crazy time, so we don't need to go into the logics of that. And how yeah, we, we let our kids wander around, we let our dogs wander around. We, this is we small let our town America... Bone. This is small town America before the liberal elites got in and decided yeah, may- that we needed leash laws. Yeah, <laughs> leashing is communism. Anyways, uh, it's a, leashing. Leashing is oppression, much like this quarantine. Yeah. You know what? I'm tired of the big government telling me that I can't go out and get killed by a virus because I have that right, and I want to give it to everyone I know. If Anyways. I want to kill, if I want to kill myself and all of my family, I'd be I honored da- to die for capitalism. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so he's walking about in the city, and then he hears a cookie drop, which I don't know how. I guess he's an X-Men as He doesn't well. even hear it. He senses yeah. it. He, so, like, he senses that it's dropping off the table. So he just I've got back from Xavier's School for the Gifted Youngsters, <laughs> and uh, Professor X taught him how to ho- focus his cookie skills. Um, <laughs> he gets a cookie apparition in his mind, and he runs back to the house so that he can catch a cookie midair as it's falling from the table... And say something like, thanks for that treat or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. what he said. Um, yeah, he mentioned treats a lot in this episode. <laughs> he did. I found it very cute and endearing, though. So uh, cause It was adorable. Like, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, also, then, I called, I wrote down in my notebook, Goosebumps Light. 
Oh yeah, it's a very. Oh, yeah, it, this is definitely very Goosebumps. I I mm-hmm. will say this is kind of unrelated, but I part. have been watching a lot of Goosebumps during the uh, quarantine. <laughs> That's. I love Goosebumps. That's all it's, I watch during the uh, the Halloween season. It's a good fucking show, and also it's got great like diversity because like every episode has a person of color. Often they're the main character, and it's like I don't know. I like it a lot. And also, it's it's funny when you hear one of them say like something in Canadian, like a boot or sewery, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the R.L. Stein got on the scene. He's like, you know what gives me goosebumps? Systematic racism. Let's get rid of it. Um, <laughs> how is the production? Let's say Goosebumps versus Wishbone. Pretty comparable. I would say similar. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Goosebumps probably yeah. has a bit more money in it because it was on like. ABC or CBS something, I think, Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know, but the production value of this was pretty good. I mean, like, they go on a pretty intense scavenger hunt during this episode, and I was like, the the, the quality of all of the uh, steps involved was just yeah. like, it blew my mind. <laughs> we all know how impressive. expensive scavenger hunts are. Yeah. But this, oh, I mean, this, they had, the like, a shooting was- ra- yeah, they have like arcade machines. There's, yeah, there's it was lighting. great. It's it's got a great little setup. There are all these riddles, and I, I don't, I don't know the show very well. But I think if you knew the show better, you could actually solve those riddles. Like if you were like watching. Yeah, all yeah. the clues were there. You just had. To oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, also okay. So so. I just want to. I just want to uh, talk about Joe and his like. So he has like these gross socks that. He, that he like wore to uh, basketball practice, and he's like I, I, all paranoid about like not wearing these stinky, stinky socks because it's going to bring I, him I, bad luck. I just, I just want to say it right now, <laughs> Joe, is, Joe is such a fucking loser. He does not deserve to have known <laughs> yeah. as a dog. He's so lame. He's very lame, and then he's like, oh, and he just... like, so he goes. Oh yeah, I'll let you go. Oh, sorry. I I just I I just really need to talk about this because I was dying this whole time. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll watching let you take it. the helm since we all watched it. I feel like we can go and do the beats. Oh yeah, please. Uh, but okay, so at the beginning, like Joe has stinky, stinky socks, and he's just like, "Wishbone, you weren't at practice." Like, like he's yelling at his girlfriend or something, and it was yeah, big, big cuck energy <laughs> from this kid. I know. I was just like, "Fuck you, Joe," and then. Uh, <laughs> And then he's like, oh, I hate Halloween because I always have terrible luck on Halloween. Uh, and his mom is just like, do you want to go trick-or-treating? Which he's way too old to go trick-or-treating, um, first of all. So, no, mom. And then they also imply that his dad is dead, but never say it straight out. They just oh, his like, dad is dead. <laughs> his dad is Wishbone. <laughs> his dad is Wishbone? Is that true? No. We can say this. <laughs> okay. No, that's that canon would, now. Would, if if yeah, they had canon. one more season, that's what they were building I will, to. <laughs> I will say about Joe's parentage, his mother seemed so familiar and sounded so familiar, and I looked through her IMDb, and there's a lot of stuff that I've seen that, like, but, like, she was in, like, a, just, like, a small part, like, the Inspe- Inspector Gadget movie and stuff, oh. but I feel like she was in something that I watched a lot, but I looked through her stuff, I couldn't no, figure out what it was. Six. Huh? Milf Hunter? Yeah, she did look very familiar. <laughs> she, maybe she kind yeah, of reminded me of, like, uh, who was Ripley in the Alien? Sigourney Weaver. She, Sigourney I Weaver. some Sigourney vibes from me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does have some Sigourney vibes. Also that, like, she had this pumpkin sweater on that I want. <laughs> I want that pumpkin really sweater. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
was into some it. Looks in this episode. Yeah, there's some great looks in this episode. Um, and then, okay, so he goes down to the to the to the local sports store that just opens, and they're having a um, a scavenger hunt uh, to win like a hundred dollar gift card, um, which is already like a pretty. Co- I mean, pretty cool. Of this like new business to just like give away give away a hundred dollars in this small town to like a child. Um, I do love the quaintness of house. like how low the stakes in every single episode yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, it's so low stakes. Yeah. Um, but he's but Joe is so lame. That's why it was so low stakes. But he was just like, I don't, I don't know, a scavenger hunt. I don't know. <laughs> I just always have such bad luck, and like they don't even give examples. I thought he was gonna have a few stories, but he, he, he had like his... two stories. Yeah. He had like you know he was like last year I twisted my ankle, and then. They didn't tell you three years ago he murdered his father. <laughs> that was the worst luck I ever experienced because nobody found out and they never will. Oh my god, he was just—he uh, was so—he had to be poked and prodded into going on this scavenger hunt, and I was just like, "Bro, be better." Yeah, as a kid, if I had that opportunity, I'd be losing my shit. That'd be so cool. I was, I was watching this episode with Barbara, and I was telling, like, growing up in the suburbs about how fun Halloween was, especially if you had, like, a neighbor, or if you went over to, like, a fancy neighborhood, and somebody had, like, put together a haunted house to go through. That was, like, my favorite thing as a kid. So to see this kid just poo-pooing on a fucking treasure scavenger hunt, and yeah. what a piece of shit. What a lame yeah. yeah. Oh, I So I do have something to say. This, uh, just, like, a tangent real quick, but this... Uh, this neighborhood reminded me of me and Tucker went to his like little hometown in Wisconsin called Hudson for uh, Halloween this year and they go nuts there's this one street that like everyone does like the most for Halloween like they make haunted houses there was like a whole house that was like done up like um, Harry Potter they had like floating candles and everything oh that's dope that's really nice and there it to hear that they do a Harry Potter house neighborhood, it's nice that they let virgins move in. So yeah, <laughs> they <did. laughs> it was it was adorable, but there was like thousands of kids. Like yeah. it was packed. This is, I was overwhelmed. This is kind of unrelated, but a restaurant I used to work for every Halloween they would do a buyout for, and it was always like a Harry Potter theme. So they would like people come in, they would just get assigned a house. They would do like there would be challenges where they could earn points for their house and yeah. yeah that sounds really cool. I I'm a big Halloween fan. Like fun. It's my favorite holiday. So anytime anybody has anything up like that, I get excited. Um, it's a shame that yeah. we probably won't have Halloween until 2024 again. But you know whatever. It, hey, we, can have, you we, can have yeah. we can have oh, small exactly. Halloween. We can have small Halloween. Full what really instead easy. of Halloween Fullween. Oh, full, full when you listen to all of this, uh, <laughs> yeah. about a day. I got a box full of letters. <laughs> Man, I love Wayne so much. Um, anyways, to go back to the summary, so I guess we could just kind of do it quickly where they have a scavenger hunt where they're trying to get mm-hmm. the gift card. Uh, that's when they run into, what was the, what's the bully's name? Dark, Dark De- Tania? Demot or something like that? Danta... It's, it's, it's like a black like, guy name. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like. Honest. I think it's Danton. Because I, I, I don't think yeah. it's Danton. It's like does something. 
Well, it's yeah. funny. I was I was just trying to look up the bully's name because I remember him a lot from watching it as a kid. Oh, Damon. I wrote it down. Okay, good. Damon. Yeah. So he's like he he's the typical bully where he's trying to solve it before them. My favorite thing mm-hmm. is when they go into the scary house at the end of the episode to find the gift card is that he shoves one of them in the closet and he says, like, classic 90s line of, like, one down, two to go. I'm like, I was, like, hooting and hollering and cheering. Like, yeah, give me that oh, yeah. basic cliche shit. I love it. Oh, oh yeah, and he was he was dressed vaguely oh. like uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yes. And he, sho- oh, yeah. he shows up, he shows up at the scavenger hunt, and, and um, Joe is like, what are you supposed to be? And he's like, your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! It's, oh, God, it's such, it's such good 90s. Um, Classic, we love it. Watched it with Barbara, and she never watched Wishbone as a kid. And she said that's because as a kid she only wanted to watch animated cool shows. And then she kept bringing up during the whole time we were watching, like, yeah, it's not animated. Who gives a shit about? Did she watch Arthur? (laughs) He's so cute. She did watch. Okay, I feel like they were on pretty close to each other. I think Arthur was on before Wishbone. Wishbone was always on, like, right when I got home from school. So probably around four o'clock ish. School that's out of the yeah. three, so three thirty, four o'clock. I never watched much Arthur. Yeah, Arthur's, I think you're right. Yeah, Arthur's one of those weird shows too. I just want to touch on this real quick, where every other character is more entertaining than Arthur. It's like a whole Doug complex, if you will. So mm. absolutely. I think that's a good way to say it. Yeah, I, I, Doug's yeah. such a fuckboy. I know we're talking. We're just talking about fuckboys <laughs> of the nineties. Yeah. How how is Doug a fuckboy? He's a soft boy. Is yeah, yeah, Doug's a soft Joey. boy. Speaking, Faye and Doey. Speaking of speaking of soft boys, let's talk about Ichabod Crane for a minute. <laughs> okay, I was just like, what a boy. fucking soft boy. <laughs> okay. I, but, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, I've never read. I've only had it worth like learning about it through Wishbone episodes or the Disney animated short. I, I was going to say, I've only seen the Disney short and this now. Yeah, I've but, seen the, the movie that was like, was it Johnny Depp was yeah. Ichabod Crane? Yeah, that sounds right. That's I watched the, I watched that at a sleepover. Yeah, I saw that as a yeah. kid too. Um, it's pretty good. Ichabod Bob is always kind of portrayed as just a real soft boy, and he just he gets scared to death of it, basically. So yeah, but, but he's also like he's he's trying to get what is her name Clara. He's trying to Katrina. like so, weasel his way in there. Yeah, yeah. And that big it's fucking chat comes story. with these huge rippling muscles, saying like, "Get yes. out of here, buddy!" And Ichabod's like, "No, let me tell you a story." So yeah, it's, it's a relatable <laughs> story of trying to get laid despite the fact that you have no chance and you're eventually going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're, yeah, you're going to get your uh, head taken off by the headless horseman. That's the, the end of so many people's stories. Or I've never it's, read the actual story, like I was saying, but is it implied that basically his romantic rival killed him and pretend to be the headless horseman? No, no. I think it's implied that his romantic rival cucked him and he killed himself. <laughs> yeah, cool. I thought it was. Dude, that rules. I thought it was just implied that like the headless horseman was his romantic rival, just fucking with him, and then the story just ends. Is is the original yeah, story like is it is it a that Washington right. Irving short story or was it part of Wind in the Willows? Because I know like the Disney version was part of the Wind in the Willows movie, right? Like, yeah, it was a it was a just a, a independent short story. Okay, by Washington Irving. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to read the Wikipedia article entry real quick while we finish summarizing this, so I'll let somebody else take the helm. Uh, I, I'll keep going, because I can talk about it all day. Uh, Please. <laughs> if that's okay. Um, he 
So okay, well, let's talk about let's talk about Wishbone's outfit as Ichabod Crane real quick because it was adorable. He was like a little school teacher. Yeah, it was. Really um, cool. It was. He had like a he had a little hat. He had a little bell on his on his um on his waistcoat, and he had like a he had like a little ascot, and we love to see it. Um, is <laughs> my point there? He was just so cute uh, as he always is in all of his outfits. Um. What else did I write down? Oh, he says, so they show up at, like, they all show up at the uh, sports store to, like, get their first clue. And uh, and somebody mentions that Wishbone is not wearing an outfit. And he's like, Phew. he, like, says something, some sassy thing about a dog wearing a costume. And I was like, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> you got us, Wishbone. Um and what else did I write down? I wrote down that he's a soft boy. Uh, he also says at one point, somebody passes. He sees, like, some some kid pass, Wishbone does. And he's like, whoa, I hope that's a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to imagine that it wasn't. Yeah. That it was somebody's face. Wishbone's not enjoying the story. I, I think it's why Wishbone's so relatable. We can all be a little mean sometimes. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, we all we all got that mean side to us. Uh, and then I I wrote down that I aspire to be Wanda, um, who's their neighbor, and she she was a fortune teller, and she, <laughs> what did she say? Uh, what? Wanda, what the future holds? Was she, was she the Latin neighbor? <laughs> no, I don't think she's Latin. Okay, no, she's uh, she's an older. Woman. Okay, yeah, she's just an older. The red haired lady. lady? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. What, is she red haired? She's like got short hair. She's the one hair. who looks like the sister from yeah. Roseanne. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah where she's some episodes she's a good guy, some episodes she's the villain, depending on what they need. Yeah, so she's a lot like she that. works for the mm-hmm. newspaper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She works yeah, the newspaper. The, yeah. We're thinking uh, about the same thing. She was just she was so funny. Just just Wanda, what the future holds, killed me. <laughs> um. And then let's talk about the scavenger hunt because, like, the first stop was at Wanda's house, and they followed like a a a, a trail of um, of flamingos into this basically like shooting gallery. But it was like all the targets were th- was it was like this elaborate target shooting game where they had like three co- they so they got so the clues were all in little pumpkins, and he opened up the pumpkins, and like there was a clue. And, like, an object you needed to, like, complete the next task. And they got, like, three little corks. So they had, like, a little cork gun. And they had to uh, to shoot down the right animal in order to get the next clue. With a cork gun? Yeah, with, like, a yeah. little cork gun. And it was, like, I was, like, this is the... If anyone actually put this together as, like, an actual scavenger hunt in a town, like, this would be nuts. It'd be the raddest thing. That's, yeah. that's the thing. That's th- this is the first step of the scavenger hunt. The the grand prize for the scavenger hunt is a hundred dollar gift card. Mm-hmm. This costs uh, every every single step of this costs like at least three hundred dollars to put together. It's in I the thousands you know, by the time it's completed. I guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Ori- originally, the prize was for ten thousand dollars, but then they just kept wanting to outdo themselves. <laughs> They're like, "We got it. We're we're a new store in town. We got to make this scavenger hunt elaborate." I just imagine the scavenger hunt being like a character from 
I think you should leave. And at the very end of the sketch, just going, ah, I'm ruined. <laughs> <laughs> just all the money yeah. you realize you put into it for no reason. Yeah, I'm a basically. It was so well, great. That, and then the next. From, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Same you know, guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the next stop, they, like, had, like, a horse racing game that they had to, like, bet on. And then there was, like, a whole... What are those machines called? That you, like... There's a special... There's a name for those machines that you, like, build that, like, knock down the... Um, oh, it's a like, Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, they had a whole Rube Goldberg machine for one of them mm-hmm. that was, like, super oh, yeah. elaborate. And I was like, there's more than one so, I love clue. So, so, far so we got, like, some... we got shooting... <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. gambling, and Rube Goldberg. Yeah. 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 So those are all the steps. But somebody, <laughs> I thought about this, somebody had to reset up that Rube Goldberg machine every time. <laughs> somebody came in and solved the clue. I also kind of have a problem with, like, scavenger hunts in general. That's kind of like a, like a cliche that's not really a thing. Like, maybe anachronistic is the correct term. Like, when have you ever seen a scavenger hunt? In my dreams, I want them all the time. Yeah, they do seem really fun whenever I see them in media, but I've never been involved in a scavenger hunt either. Yeah. I've been involved in one, and, like, usually they're pretty... I mean, usually they're disappointing, but sometimes they're cool. Well, when I... I, They're they're supposed to just be like, oh, hey, find these things, not like there are things set up for you to find. It's it's just supposed to be like find common items, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in high school, we would do these things. They weren't we would call them scavenger hunts, but really they were more like we would come up with a list of things you had to do, like uh, make out with a stranger. We'd put a piece of toast down on the table. Make out, get it out. Well, yeah, make out with a stranger, get kicked out of a business, uh, drink a gallon of milk in under an hour. It, so it was okay uh, if you vomited, though. And, uh, get, okay, I was about to say. Get kicked yeah. in the balls. Like, basically, we were, we were what, getting... We were what, get, did you, what did you win at the end of this? Bragging rights. Right. <laughs> it was, we we did like we did like two of them, and like we would be in groups, and we would take cameras around, filming ourselves doing these things, and they they were fun. I mean, it's basically just like doing dumb shit you would do with your friends anyway, but with a goal to have bragging rights. I don't even remember. The, maybe there was a prize, but like we were just dumb kids, you know. Yeah, I think we all went through stuff like that, too. We we didn't do that, but we had a Nerf war that we started in high school. Um, uh, cause, so basically, a kid got in trouble for having a Nerf gun at our high school, which is not a big deal, but because he's trying to pull a prank. So they decided to make it that if you had any type of Nerf gun on you, you'd be expelled. So we decided, let's try to sneak Nerf guns into the school, and the idea is that you have to try to assassinate your other friend. So if you hit them with a Nerf gun on school grounds... They would be out, and whoever was last surviving would win like thirty dollars because we all put like five bucks in together for it. Um, none of us got in trouble, but looking back, I'm like, why did we do that? What was what was our, like, our, our I guess expel expelled was the punishment, not yeah. just detention. Oh did, well, it was like where you get s- suspended. That's the one. Not okay, just, I was oh, gonna okay. say expulsion. Yeah. That's expulsion. pretty well, fucking serious. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was a whole yeah. thing that was like related to a senior prank that a kid did the year before, so they made it like the strict thing, which seems silly to us. So I think that's why we decided to do it. Yeah, and it so seems one... like it seems like shitty kids. Not not to say you were shitty, but like all kids at that age are shitty. Like shitty, shitty, shitty kids shitty. pushing boundaries. I didn't even know him. 
<laughs> Brandon, what, what happened? Did someone did someone pistol whip someone else with a Nerf gun? I mean, maybe. We never heard the full story. We just knew that we came back one summer and they were like, if anybody has a Nerf gun on them, they will be suspended. So, yeah. We had a... This is, kind of, again, not super related, but I... Our school was, like, kind of like the bad school. Like, we... Uh, my high school was, like, kind of known for being not the greatest. And by the time I got there, um, we weren't allowed to have more than one or two people in the bathroom at a time. So, like, teachers had to sit outside the bathroom and, like, monitor. You had to, like, sign in to the bathroom and sign out of the bathroom because people used to, like, smoke cigarettes and weed in there all the time. (laughs) So that was the solution. So you'd you'd have to pee. You'd have to, like, you'd leave class and stand in a line in the hallway. Oh, my God. Yeah, high schoolers are just wild. I mean, there's just too much going on at that age where everybody just is like, I have to be the most insane version of myself possible right now. So Yeah, but of course people found other areas to smoke and or give blowjobs. So it was oh, just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're teens. See, my high school sucked, but we didn't really have, I mean, I went to such a small school. Like my graduating class was like 50 people. So like they weren't really like that small. We had we had like the, like the armed security guards that like think every school when we came up had, but like if he knew you and knew you weren't like a troublemaker, then he would let you get away with pretty much fucking anything. Like I, I was like you weren't gonna say like he was armed, and if like you knew him, he'd let you fire his gun off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, like, hey, kid, do you want to fire? You want to fire my gun? <laughs> yeah, I mean he he was a fucking he was a racist piece of shit. So I don't uh, want to like defend the guy, but like it was all it was like he would let me walk through the hallways when I, he knew I should be in class <laughs> if I just yeah. didn't want to go to class or whatever. Not that I did that often, but yeah, it sucks when people are like in those power structures. And then as you get older, you realize like, oh, that's right, almost everyone in that power structure is bad. That's why we're like we are. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I was reading the details on the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which it was written by Washington Irving. Which yes. he did that in Rip, he did that in Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle, so this yeah. had some game for his writing going oh, damn. on. Um, but basically, the whole story is that Sunrise at the end, that Ichabod vanished at after that night, and that it was possibly you know Brom Bones who had done it, uh, but nobody ever figured it out. I like the idea that nobody ever really knows. It is. It seems like it'd be a good story. Maybe I'll read it one of these days. You know, look at some good old uh, classic American Gothic tales. Here. I mean, Washington Irving's kind of like he is like early American literature. Like, I think the only story of his I've ever read is like the old Scratch one, where the dude like makes a deal with the devil to get a bunch of money, and then he regrets it later, but he doesn't give the money away, and then he goes to hell. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah, a that's a pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm a, I mean, I, this time... the guys about Solo, the movie I made them watch. <laughs> yeah, oh <boy. laughs> yeah, let's not go down that road. Um I love a good feel like bad pretty... story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do Hell like yeah. a good feel bad story, but I also like the idea of a rich person actually getting their comeuppance as opposed to never like it does in the real world. Um mm. But with that, I think that kind of summarizes our Wishbone episode pretty well. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, last, the last thing I wrote down is so spoopy, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barbara oh, yeah. did comment yeah. while we were watching it, too, that uh, Ichabob Crane and Katrina were giving off big let's fuck energy during their season. Oh, <laughs> they, they were. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, weirdly horny stuff in Wishbone that I did not remember. 
Yeah, I think but period piece actors like, in general, when you get them in like one of those stories world settings, you're like, let's all get horny. Did it? So, yeah, I yeah. The that's, other that's another so thing I wrote down. Yeah. yeah, another thing I wrote down was um, what did I say? I I think I I was like I love an old timey sloot. Just like <laughs> she she those. she was playing the field, and I love her for it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta get she's it out there. Like, you gotta put those goods to make sure you get the goods for you. Just, you she's know. like, Ichabod, I like you for your stories. Brad, I like you for your arms. What was the, Let's all fuck. Was the love interest human? <laughs> no, it was a wishbone, and he played Ichabod. Yeah, yeah. but the, the well, woman, was it a woman? Oh, the love interest was human. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. yeah, yeah she, was, she was a human being. And what are you going to afford to train two dogs? Well, <laughs> well, I didn't watch the Romeo and Juliet episode. But I know they did one, and I feel like the love interest was... I know in the, like, real-world segments, the love interest was a dog, but I'm wondering if in the book segments, mm-hmm. the real the love interest was also that same dog, or if they just got a human. Oh, that'd be really cute if they did that. I hope they did. I would imagine that it was a, it was a, it was the dog. Yeah, probably in something that's as is overtly romantic as, like, Romeo and Julie hit. Yeah. 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 Hey, listeners um, at home, email us at podzookypodcast if you want to comment. Let us know. Was... Juliet dog. Please. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to We need it. to know. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll do, we'll, we'll do ratings of how we feel about Wishbone at the very end of this with our usual format. So I think we should get to the other summaries for whatever uh, everybody else Okay, you do. all watched Sleepy Hollow. What were the other episodes you watched? Uh, it, was, it was the Joan of Arc episode. Which was called Bone of Arc, but it could have also been called Joan of Bark. This should have been called Joan of Bark. So many options. Yeah. Um, so many good was... puns. Joan of Bark so is better, puns. I think. Yours is better. Yeah, I missed that. Bone of I, Bark I, would be too much, but Joan I, of Bark. No, I feel like Bone of Arc makes more sense because he's Wishbone. Mm. Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah. Wait, he was Joan of Arc? Move. No, he was Joan of Arc's friend. Oh, okay. It was a Mark Twain story. <laughs> Oh, okay. I I, was, I feel like we just went through what the writers' room for that episode went through. <laughs> <laughs> Except it was more heated. They got into three fist fights. Yeah, it's like I say, Jonah Bark. Fuck you! And they just start punching. You know what? Oh, I quit. Oh, that's what I imagine. The the Joan of Arc story they they tell it well like Joan of Arc actually gets they they show her getting shot with an arrow and then Wishbone sadly says like oh yeah she got burned at the stake mm, they, do stake. Very, they do that very well the the human story which again what's that kid's name is Joe Joe's Joe. the main the owner fuck kid. fuck 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 Joe here's here's what happens uh, in in the beginning of this episode. Uh, their soccer team needs another player because one of their players got injured. And he's like, man, we just need someone who who can play for us. And Sam is like, hey, you know, I actually was like pretty good on my team this past season and I could fill in for you guys. And then their third friend says something. And then Joe says like, oh, wait, you could totally play for our team. He, he didn't he didn't react to Sam saying it. He only, he only reacted to the other like boy there saying it. And then he claimed it like it was his idea. What a piece of shit. Like, I, hey, they gotta bitch. come up with a show, you, uh, an Joe. episode arc somehow. Yeah. That's true, you know, but... This episode, this episode already has a villain, because they play the game, Sam ends up winning it, but there was a technicality because they didn't sign her up 48 hours before to be a a, a replacement. 
Uh, they were supposed to do it 48 hours, they only did it 24. And then they go in front of a tribunal of old white men who are like, hey, we can't change the rules, but come back next season and play even better. And it's fucking bullshit. Ain't nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play soccer. I fucking <laughs> wish. I wish that's what this episode do was you guys, about. I do want to touch on this real quick. Do you think after Wish, or not Wishbone, after Airbud, a lot of sports actually went back into the rule books and put down dogs cannot play the sport just to make sure? One hundred percent. It's in it's in every sports bylaws now. But I bet we didn't do it for our politics. So let's except about- except you know what sport does not have it in its bylaws, and this is a fact. Don't look it up. Is uh, is ultimate frisbee? Yep. Oh, that's just yep. cute and charming. Yep, that's very dogs. Fun. Okay, this is no, an octopus dogs can't play ultimate frisbee. <laughs> now, what's the what would be the wordplay for that if there was a ultimate frisbee playing dog movie? Mm. Frisbo? <laughs> Big dog Sorry, on campus. Guys. I feel like Airbud also works. Airbud does actually work on it. Big yeah. dog on campus. Mm-hmm. Mine. Big dog on campus is pretty great because it is a college. Sport, yeah, so it's better than mine. A dog called Hacky Sack. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> I bet this dog would like smoke weed and like fucking get ripped in this movie too. Cool. Oh fuck yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Spud, Spud McKenzie's illegitimate great 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 grandchild. Yeah. What um, was the name of that? The... Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Should we do more details on your episode? Or should we all go and do like do lightning round recaps? There? I, I think we got enough I'll, info I'll on that. I didn't want to get. Yeah, I didn't want to go too deeply into mine because it was a fine. Hey, episode, hey, fucking Joe is such listeners. You know the story of Joan of Arc. It's all that. Mo- yeah. Mostly the part where she recognizes who the real king of France is by his shoes. Yes, uh, she. That, that scene is. Yeah, I remember that from watching it as a kid. Oh, well, it, it is see, where like Luke remembers the episode better. Than they reduce pretty much every story down to like one plot point. Because I, I watched. I, yeah, they they keep it very bare. Because I watched the Odyssey episode. And the only, mm. they start with him being trapped on the island, and then him getting into an argument with Poseidon, and then it goes straight to the end when he go, gets back home and has to, he doesn't actually kill the suitors, like he doesn't, like Odysseus does in the book, he just uh, shoots the arrow through the 20 axes, and then he chases the suitors off instead of killing them. Yeah, that's fine. Oh. I mean, I bet they ran out of time to film it. It would, yeah, it would be cool if they like put a fucking sword in Wishbone's mouth and he just decapitates them all in like one spin. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? They ran out of uh, room in the budget to make uh, fake blood. That's what it's, happened. I want our Wishbone anime now. I want him to be fucking killing <laughs> and ripping people's heads off. You can make that. I'm. I, I believe in you. Yeah, that'd be. Oh man, that is a good idea. I'm gonna get that Kickstarter going after this episode. <laughs> Um, what other episodes did people watch? I I watched Hot Diggity Dog, uh, which is, it was a journey to the center of the earth. Um, and, uh, okay, so the, so it was like, one of the funny things about this episode was it was, it took place on Arbor Day and Wendy was planting a tree or Wanda was planting a tree. And when she was talking about Arbor Day, this weirdly patriotic music was going on behind her. (laughs) She was like, Arbor Day is the day that we all honor trees. (laughs) America. (laughs) I was like, yeah, all of us, sure. Um, 
But <laughs> basically, they go they go down. Uh, they repel into the 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 human characters repel into the volcano. They go into the center of the earth where there's dino roars and um, and mastodons. And then they stupidly, because they're in the middle of a volcano, decide to um, th- their way is blocked by a giant boulder, and they decide to use um, gunpowder cotton to to blow a hole, and then they blow up the volcano. But I have to say, I've never seen the character who brings out the uh, gunpowder cotton. I've never seen anyone so horny for gunpowder cotton in my life. So <laughs> There's definitely some big horny energy in a few of these episodes. I will, which I do absolutely. Respect. I will say, I forgot to oh, say yeah. the human, the like real world aspect in the, uh, the Odyssey episode. It was the, the, there was an evil company, the Suter Corporation, who wanted to uh, tear down a historical tree in order to build a, I think it was like an ice cream shop or something. And then they all wanted to stop it. And Miss Wanda, whatever her last name is, Wanda, and she was part of the Arboretum Society and she helped them uh, go to the city council to get it declared a national, a local landmark so that the company wouldn't be able to tear it down. But I was... Kind of during the episode, and again, I guess I'm just like a cynical asshole. Like, let him build a fucking ice cream shop. Ice cream sounds good. There's so <laughs> many trees in this good. park. You can yeah. also, take that one. Yeah. Last name was does it? Wanda does. I I was I was really hoping that they went through the trouble of naming like a company suitor just to have the metaphor in there, and it was still going to be someone trying to fuck Joe's mom. <laughs> yeah. I was, it's always trying somebody trying to fuck Joe's mom. She's every, hot. Every plot episode is just that for the entire. Season. You know, it's, it's like, is this for kids? It's really. I get it now. She's wishing for a bone. It's really a missed opportunity <laughs> that they didn't have the rest, the human cast playing the characters in the book fantasy. Yeah, you think mm-hmm. that would that would save on money? Yeah. And also, like, have, like, an extra layer of, like, because the real world stuff's supposed to, like, parallel the book stuff. I don't know. It, uh, something I ne- never didn't think about yeah. just now. That would have been a really good idea. Yeah. Well, we got to We can... We still have time. Let's send in those, um... Those recommendations. Yeah, Wishbone Reboot! <laughs> this, this is... Yeah, email us at podzipypodcast at gmail.com. This, yeah, this is just I, a thought that may not make any sense, but they could have had like tax incentives to go to those uh, historical recreation places to just film there and use their cast instead. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's very that's very true because some of them did look like in the Sleepy Hollow episode. It did look like they were on some sort of historical recreation. Yeah, yeah, which I think is I, why we might have had like different things going on for the episodes of like. Hey, this is... It's Barbara behind me. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Barb. Hello. She came to grab Missy Ellie because she was in the bunker. I also noticed you got a bunch of Gundams back there. Oh, you know I got a bunch of Gundams. (laughs) I'll interrupt the episode. (laughs) Actually, I do have some of the Godzilla ones, too, so... I mean that's important. Tits. Um, yeah, you've been you've been getting into Gundams. I've been seeing on the uh, on the old Twitter. Oh man, I could spend a lot of time talking about Gundam. We can't go down that road because <laughs> we're already uh, almost an hour in. We'll save that for next episode. Uh, I will end with my recommendation, probably being Turn Eight Gundam again because I just want people to watch it so bad. Um, but did we go through everybody's summations for the episodes? Pretty much. Uh, I have one more. Oh, go ahead. I watched. 
I watched Shakespeare. It was about the Tempest. And um, the whole time, first of all, the costumes were amazing. Go check it out. There was somebody wearing like a like a yarn beard to be. It was a child oh. wearing a yarn beard to be uh, Prospero. Um, the only disappointing thing is they cut out Caliban. I was bummed about that. Is the Tempest the uh, one where it's like... Oh, happy world! Oh, beautiful world with such people in it. Is that the Tempest? I don't remember. Maybe. Oh. I don't think so. It's when they're crash landed on the island. Oh. And there's a wizard, and he has like an he has a, not an evil plot, but he's got a plot. Yeah, he's plotting. He's plotting. Yeah, he's, um, and and. Uh, and the whole so the the whole the the real world's um part of the episode was that um wh- uh what's the other kid it's not joe but david, david. is that his name oh david i think is david. like his friend yeah david sounds right yeah so he first of all he he was directing the tempest as like a school as like a student production in his high school which is ambitious to say the least <laughs> And um, he was having some issues with the girl, with with Amanda, who was playing Ariel, and she was just like, "I hate my costume, and I refuse to go on." And the night of the of the uh, of, on opening night of the performance, she was like, "I quit." So, and Wishbone the whole time was just like, "I'm the I can I can play Ariel. Look at me, I can play Ariel." And then in the in the recreation in the in the um, book world. He was playing Ariel, and the uh, graphics oh. were just incredible. <laughs> oh, man. That 95, 94 graphics. I like the sound of that. Um, how do we feel about the series Wishbone as a whole, then? I think we should just go to the good old review section. And we're going to do our, our review section, which is going with the Machamp rating system. So you've got four arms that could be doing anything. So, like, four thumbs up, four thumbs down. Uh, you know, anything else in between. For my review, I'm already ready... I'm a champ sitting around. You know what this motherfucker? He's got four books in all of his arms. He's trying to read them all at the same time. Is it working that well? No, but it's really fun to watch, and it's kind of cute. And that's my feelings on Wishbone, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good review, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'd give this... Uh, my champ's got, got two thumbs up, and then uh, the other two thumbs are uh, currently playing Animal Crossing. Um, because it's a good show to like just relax with in the background. You don't need your full attention on it. You know these classic stories. You know about Joe sucking. It's a good show. I recommend it. Uh, I'll give it a 5 out of 10. It's a fine show. Not as good as I remember it being. I think like if you want a, a PBS show about reading, Reading Rainbow is probably a bit better. Because I feel like like I actually talked to somebody about this earlier when we were when I mentioned that we were doing Wishbone or like you mentioned Reading Rainbow. Like Reading Rainbow is more about an appreciation for reading. Whereas Wishbone's more of an appreciation for literature. But I think it kind of just leads to people thinking they know literature when they don't. I, I, it's fine. Uh, like I said, five, maybe five and a half out of ten. If you're a kid, yeah. if you're under ten, yeah, watch it. It'd be, it's fun. I'm going to give it four paws up because oh, Wishbone was no, such... Because Wish, Wishbone was such a good boy, and also um, Soccer's dead boy. now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Four Soccer. It's really tragic that you <laughs> passed away Soccer. during 9-11 because the Taliban uh, ran a plane into you. Uh, I do want to see his actual Hashtag picture. never forget. <laughs> forget. I, don't, 
I don't want to be that sad on 9-11. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like it's almost... I do two reviews. If we're talking about just an average series you're watching for no reason, then yeah, it's exactly like Luke said, of being like right down the middle. doesn't make sense why you'd be watching, but it's not terrible. But for nostalgia points, if you watched it as a kid, it's like a 9 out of 10. It was just like comfort to me watching it, of being like... I could just imagine myself watching this and then going playing Super Mario World afterwards, so... You know, Honestly, was, that's probably what I'm gonna go do now. Yeah, it's it's a classic. You see, I oh, kind of yeah. thought because um, I watched it so much as a kid that I would get more enjoyment out of it, but that didn't really translate for me. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I've been going through and doing a few things. Like as we mentioned, I've been watching old Gundam series from when I was a kid, and some of them do kind of hit still that are good. But yeah, there's a lot of trash. I also grabbed the Tall Geese for my model kits because I think Luke would appreciate the most. Nice. I don't. It's a, it's a really good kit. Look at the the details on this. It looks heavy. So, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a big. Huh. He's a big boy. Also, the the thing they actually have contraptions. So when you push them, the little Verners come out in the back too. So it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> Not a big deal. I just I had to show. Yeah. Show, but I just want to make it. Clear. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll talk Gundam. We, maybe we'll do a Gundam episode during quarantine. I figured that our we should take up the mantle of uh, Outback Steakhouse while we're doing this podcast during quarantine, which is there's no rules. Just oh, right. good day, mate. Good day. Put the shrimps on the babby. <laughs> oh, I got the Vegemite all up in the craw. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to do though for accents though is New Zealand accent, but just doing how they say yes, which is yes. Yes. Like, did you learn that from Flight of the Concords? What, I did. What? Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. I, I just, I, I can do Scotland, but only if I'm saying the word Scotland. You know, you mentioned... Scotland! You mentioned Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Jermaine Clement actually did a, a series of Outback Steakhouse commercials in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Ooh, I need to see that after this. Um, we love I to do, see it. Uh, I do want to say for the game, I want to kick off our stupid game section. Stupid games. And we should do a... What's the deal with this kaiju? And I'm going to pass it off to Martin right away. I want Martin to justify why we should have watched Wishbone for this podcast. I mean, it's a, it's a kaiju of entertainment. I, we've, we fucking watched God's Not Dead last week. I feel like rules are not really here anymore. Wasn't that one also <laughs> your suggestion? Yeah. Uh, was that? It was, it was either you or Brandon. <laughs> I think I'm the one who was like, yeah, let's do that. But one of you guys brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Martin, oh, no, I brought up God's Not Dead. It was my fault. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm I'm saying like the rules are out the window. I destroyed them. I destroyed civil society and I regret it. I mean, I liked Wishbone, but I still wish we didn't watch God's Not Dead. Although I still want to see the sequel now cuz Ray Wise is in it and it's like fucking why. Which one? The yeah. the, the if, one if that just wanna... came out or this or the second sequel? In, he's in got He's in he, he's in the second one. He's in God's Not Dead 2, where a teacher has to defend bringing up Jesus in a historical context, even though it's something no one would ever fucking prosecute her for. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and that teacher is played by Clarissa Explains It All. Wait, that's oh, wow. her? If you want a recommendation sure. of yeah. something that'll really wreck you, uh, oh God. Grave, of, Grave of the Fireflies, yeah. bar none. The anime? I wish yeah. I hadn't seen that. Oh yeah, that's the one about Hiroshima. I went to go right? see it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of Barefoot. Uh, it's, it's, no, 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 no. It's it's the one about the 
it's about the kids who like go off to live on their own because they're both their parents die during the war. Yeah, I'm thinking about Barefoot Gen, where like he's in Hiroshima when the bomb drops. Oh yeah, and then you see all like yeah. the zombies like I'm dying from radiation. Yeah, no, this one is yeah. this one oh. isn't um this one isn't nearly as fun. It's just watching two kids uh, slowly starve to death. Sounds fun to me. Yeah, it's it's, sad. <laughs> it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Kids. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'd say they're both pretty sad. Barefoot Gen's yeah. not a happy time. Yeah, none of it's a happy time. Yeah, zombies just sounds more fun than what I watched. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't yeah. have like literal zombies in it. There's just there there are people who are being who were oh, melted oh, okay. by by the by the nuclear blast. They're still they're okay, like just yeah. as sad yeah. then. Equal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So guys, this is for our sorry, I was getting the game ready for the next one. I'll cut out that weird silence, don't worry. Um, we're gonna of course gonna do uh where who the fuck is Ron Canada? Who the fuck is Ron Canada? <laughs> because he's our favorite. So Georgia, as uh, you might know or not know. Every episode we do a tribute to Ron Canada, who is famously the judge in Ted 2, uh, but he's also played over 200-bit roles in different parts. He is a national treasure for both America and Canada, since it is his last name. Um, so we do a different tri- a bit of trivia about Ron Canada each week. This one I thought would be really fun to do. He played a character on a series, a uh, TV series. Um, I won't give you the title. I'm going to have you guess which of the titles the actual one that ran from 1989 to 1993, uh, and it was about uh, described as a modern all-American family deals with the struggles and life and love in Midwestern suburbia. So it's real general title. He was in this uh, for quite a few episodes. Uh, the lead actor I'll give the name of too was Bill Smitrovic, uh, who I've never heard of before. And once again, there was over three seasons of the show. It's amazing how things just exist and we forget about them, guys. What a what a fun time to be alive. Um, we'll all be forgotten one day. Anyways, was the title of this series Life Itself, Life Goes On, or Just Life? Which one was it? I'm going to say, I, I would say Life Goes On. I would say, I'm going to say Just Life, because I like that title better. I'll say Life Itself, because I, I, I think it's the second one, but since Martin said that, I'll go with the first one. Yeah. Martin is correct. His life goes on. Mm. And I, I get my mind blown every time I look through Ron Canada's IMDb because he was in so many shows and television series that were around for like three to five seasons from the 80s and 90s that we've just, nobody remembers in any way or I, he, he He's a working <laughs> actor. He works. Like those people yeah. who made the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Oh. Yeah. It's a deep, well, <laughs> yeah, it's a deep cut for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I figured that would be a good place to end it. We don't have 9-volt batteries, so if you got one at home, like, in an honor of us, um, I, I miss doing that with you guys. But you know what? This has been a yeah. fun one. I think we should get to the good old uh, recommendation of the plugs and then kind of get out of here. Recommendations. Yeah, okay, I'll start, uh... Recommendations, uh, Solar Opposites on Hulu. It's uh, Justin Rowland's new show. It's uh, really funny. I liked it a lot. It's only eight episodes. I wish they'd done at least ten. 
especially because of the quarantine, but they were probably producing it months before that was a thing. So, but yeah, it, it's really funny. It's like, if you like Rick and Morty, you'll probably like this too. Like, I want to say it's not as good as Rick and Morty, but at the same time, I feel like it, it doesn't take itself as seriously as Rick and Morty sometimes does, but that just could be, could just be because of the fan base that I'm thinking of that. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny. Mm. Yeah, oh, that sounds like a good time. On Hulu yep. streaming. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for my recommendation. I'm going to do this every episode until we're out of quarantine. So for about the next two years, I'll be re- or recommending <laughs> that you should watch Turn A Gundam, an underappreciated classic, uh, an anime delight. And everything about it is something I love, and I realize almost nobody's ever watched the series. So go bit torn illegally, have a fun time, see what the adventures of Lauren Karchek will get him into this episode. Oh. You know, it'll be crazy. So that's about it. That's all, that's all I'm going to recommend. That's good recommendations. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ed. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm I've been rewatching Community recently, so I would I would recommend that because Community is always fun to revisit. Yeah, it's a classic, and uh, you have the one season that's bad. Don't watch it, and then you have the one season after that's I heard pretty. Good, it, so. Is the Yahoo season on Netflix? I haven't gotten oh. there yet. Maybe. Yeah, because we all thought Yahoo streaming was going to really work out and take on... <laughs> well, the definitely stuff. the Yahoo yeah. executives did. <laughs> yeah, they really did. They put some money into their they bet. Some places, some things you find out have a streaming service, and you're just like, for for why? <laughs> for why do we do? Who who did this? <laughs> we have enough of them. Maybe Maybe don't. Maybe find something else. Yeah. Everyone wants that piece of the pie. Well, my favorite thing That's was like true. saying these tweets about how the Quibbly executive was upset that nobody's watching Quibbly, and my first thought was like, "What the fuck is?" Oh, Quibbly? it's not even Quibbly. <laughs> yeah, Quibbly. I mean, like, no L. Yeah, no, you, you better. A oh, Quibbly's a mobile suit from Gundam Zeta, so <laughs> <laughs> which I actually. Yeah, no. I, Quib- they they won't. Uh, so Quibby, I think, is threatening to sue people also who like post like little snippets of their. Like screenshots and whatnot of their content, <laughs> so it's just like, bro, no one knows what Quibi is, and if you like, don't allow yep. people to like be like, hey, look at this funny thing that I found on Quibi. No one's still gonna well, know. It's what it one is. of those things where I think yep. they would have failed anyway, but mm. also like their whole like it's ten minute like shows, and that they premiered like right before the right before lockdown started. So, like, people aren't looking to watch 10-minute yeah. shows. Because, like, they almost, like, pitches, like, oh, hey, you're at the Jiffy Lube getting your oil changed? Watch three Quibbies, and then, mm-hmm. like, the, you'll, your car will be done by then. But, like, now you need, like, six hours of entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's the bigger form. Yeah. Quibbies, <laughs> uh, whole format just doesn't make sense to me, but I do love... Anything where a rich executive is shooting himself in the foot more, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, at least. Hey, I agree. It's a little more Reno 911. I'm, I'm cool that's right. That. They did bring that back. Yeah. That's why there are so many Reno 911 clips on who on YouTube right now. Man, oh. what a great show! Won't make won't make me download Quibi though. Goofing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then George, did you have anything to recommend? Yeah, on the same vein of uh, Reno 911, I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine right nine now. Nine-Nine! For the first time. Yeah, Nine-Nine. Yeah, Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! Nine-Nine! Nice. 
I'm uh, yeah, I'm watching I'm watching it for the very first time, so Oh, nice. Um, oh, yeah. and I I am I don't laugh out here here's the thing. I don't laugh out loud very often when I'm watching something at home, you know? Like it cuz you're just like, you know. Yeah. It's contained joy, you know, when I'm wa- when you're watching something by yourself. But I am I'm having like deep old belly <laughs>, laughs. So I highly recommend it. It's a good show. I will, I will say this. I know I uh, did my recommendation already, but did I recommend uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz last time? Because that because I, I watched that. It's on Netflix, and that was something. Even though like it's like you need more than two people to do long form improv, but they're like they have like Thomas Middle Ditch and Ben Schwartz have such good chemistry. Uh, that you don't care when they like the funny, the biggest belly laughs are from them like negating the premise or breaking character. But yeah. it, it was like I, I watched the first two episodes. It's really funny, so I definitely yeah. Uh, yeah. endorse that agreement. Hilarious. Hell yeah, yeah. I think last episode you recommend everyone to suck your big toes. So um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Want everybody to get on. But I think we should supersede the plug segment yeah, because I that. that we're all uh, out, out, able that. to plug things. But you should listen to Georgia Go's podcast, Musically Literate, because it's really great. And it's on most streaming podcast things, I want to say. It should be on all of them. I think it's on yeah. It's on every single one. Check out uh, Musically liter- uh, Literate. It's on Quibi. Um, <laughs> it's on Quibi. <laughs> so you don't have to I, watch I, it You yet. know what? As much as I... Uh, as much as I criticized them earlier, I'm um, <laughs> I'm getting my livelihood from them, so please. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know. Um, but did you guys have anything to plug outside of that, then, I'd say? No. Uh, the, one of the restaurants I worked for recently opened, back, opened up, back up just this weekend for uh, curbside delivery. Like, they don't need me at the moment. So I, I think it's no. just because uh, they're only open from like uh, five to nine. It's Le Sud in Chicago and Roscoe Village. But uh, yeah, if you like French cuisine, it's like more like a French Asian fusion than it is anything else. But yeah, mm-hmm. like see, check out their menu. Maybe you'd want to go, and if especially if you live in Roscoe Village, yeah. Maybe hopefully if they uh, start doing more business, maybe they'll let me. Maybe they'll call me into work. Not exactly that. Yeah, yeah I want there. that, but I don't want that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna plug real quick. Uh, wearing your mask when you're outside. That's please, very good. Anyway. Please wear your mask. I, please keep us. I safe. don't have masks, but I always <laughs> wrap a clean t-shirt around my tie a clean t-shirt around my face whenever I have to go out. Yeah, and that's good. As long yeah, as it's something. Mm-hmm. No. I, I've heard so many people have the arguments online that saying, hey, listen, the mask doesn't prevent the disease. It's only if you have it that it doesn't happen. And then the arguments then, well, if everybody wears it and you had it, guess what? It works. <laughs> you mm-hmm. figured out your own mystery, Yeah, there's a good, so. like, meme that was going around where it's like, like, uh, six, like, people lined up top to bottom, like, one, two people not wearing masks, and, like, communicableness is, like, a 70, like, 90%. Then one where only the infected person is wearing a mask, and then it's like down a little bit. Then both people are wearing masks, and it's even less. It's how stuff works. It's you can mm-hmm. pick fun ones to do. You can just put a t-shirt or bandana on. So just be safe out there and stop being a fucking piece of shit idiot and just 
listen to science. Yeah. Please. please. No, that's a plug please. I'd like to back up. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't be the president. <laughs> yeah, please stop being a <laughs> Absolutely. Don't be the vice and or regular president. Yes, no. please. Um, Don't be a vice are, article though, either. Yeah, if you are, you can find a good yeah. location to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to... You know, you can figure yeah. out where he's getting up that plot. You know how Pazuki... If I know my whitest kids you I know sketch, it's illegal to, even yeah. in jest, talk about killing the president. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week, Georgia. This is a Yes, thank you very much. Thank um, you guys for having me. Yeah. We'd be Anytime. glad to have you back again in the future. This was great. Uh, Wishbone made me feel pretty good overall, too, but... Um, yeah. We'll try to do our sign off and see if we can get the timing right again on this episode. So I'll do, I'll do the countdown. Guys. Sure. You ready? Yep. All right. Three, two. You're one. gonna like the way I like the way I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Is it the way I fuck or the way you fuck? I think it's like a royal we whenever yeah. we talk about it. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. in my throat. <laughs> <laughs>